0: This is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Brent Griffiths, and his name is, of course, Brent McIntosh. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Fine, thank you. Interesting topic on the
1: podcast today. And, and, and this is a topic I really don't know much about, so this will be just as educational for me as it okay. will for our listeners. All right. And, well, as, as the title of our show today is called, Is There a Silent Killer... In your home, yeah, that's kind of scary. Where are we starting with this one? Well, we're going to talk about radon gas. And, ah, and and this is not new, but it's sort of new to us here in the real estate industry here in in Alberta, anyway. And joining us today is um, a gentleman who has a radon gas uh, detection company and removal system. Oh, great! And so we are happy uh, to welcome Hal Schneider from Radon Gas Removal. Hal, how are you?
2: I'm great. How are you guys?
1: Fine, thanks. We're super. That's good. So you're here to educate us today, Hal. And thank you for joining us. T- tell us for, before we talk about radon gas. Let's talk about you, Hal. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Oh, okay. Let's go. Uh, 65 years old. Uh, got into this business because my nephew actually owns and operates Elms Weeping Tile Limited, okay, which in turn putting in weeping tiles and sump tanks in new home builds um, of course, got came across the uh the National Building Code uh, be about two thousand fifteen where radon ruffian systems were code in new home builds, new mm. housing. Right. And that's how he started to learn about it and saw how the code was uh written and uh what the uh you know what the suitin' hoops to jump through, as you might call it, and what the system uh, qualified for. And he said, they're not doing it right. He said, and he devised his own sump tank, patented it, designed it, and we manufacture it. And that is how we got introduced into the radon industry. And uh, we were one of the first in Edmonton, Edmonton based family to to do testing, but more we're in the mitigation system, meaning we make homes safe that have high radon levels.
1: So for those who are listening, including myself, what is radon gas?
2: Radon gas is actually a byproduct or a decay product of uranium. And we have uranium in our soils all across Canada. Some provinces with higher concentrations than others. Alberta is in a high concentration. Extremely high is Manitoba and Saskatchewan.
1: Oh, okay. And why is Why is it bad?
2: What it is, is uh, radon gases, it's a naturally occurring gas. It's radioactive properties that means they spontaneously change as like in a nuclear reactor. There's always energy being released. And that energy is being released into the air on small dust particles that we breathe into our lungs. And it affects the DNA in our tissues of our lungs Hmm. and causes lung cancer number two cause of lung cancer across the world next to cigarette smoking.
0: Hey, Hal, why is this so prevalent in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba? Any particular reason for that?
2: Well, it's just going back to the formation of the earth, uh, the, uh, the rock formations, the geology okay. of the earth, yeah. and uranium has higher concentrates in certain areas because of the foundation, the rock that's underneath us. And uh, the Okanagan, very high concentrations there. Yet the city of Vancouver, the greater uh, you know, metropolitan, mm-hmm. does not have any radon because mm-hmm. of the seabed. It's just the, uh, again, the, uh, the type of soils and, uh, and you know, geology below the buildings doesn't have as much uranium in Vancouver. So they have extremely low or almost no radon uh, issues in Vancouver.
1: So, and now correct me if I'm wrong, but radon is odorless, tasteless, colorless. How do I know it's in my house?
2: That's right. You, you cannot know it without doing a test and the test is a detection. Uh, it can be electronic or it could be, uh, what we all, you would call like static where the radon gas enters the testing device and the actual energy of the radon gas is what uh, is counted, hmm. and that's that's how you get the uh, the testing on the digital testers. Mm-hmm. You'll get a, a number on there, and it's from the amount of disintegrations per second per meter squared, and that has a fancy name called a Becquerel, or a BQ.
1: Okay, and how long does it take to, to do that test?
2: Well, depending on the different types of testing devices. Uh, the, the radon I+, plus, which is one of the new and bestest, you would call it, in the, in the market, uh, 10 minutes, you get a, a reading. But now that's called a snapshot. It means it's a reading at that exact moment. Okay. Uh, the static or, you know, the ones that look like a small hockey puck that you put on a counter and leave for 90 days, mm-hmm. the radon actually lights or sticks onto the device and actually penetrates a small plastic film and gets into the device and leaves scarring tissues on the device and those scar tissues or marks are all counted in a laboratory and through uh, electronic devices, counting, not manually. Right. And you get an average over three months of what your radon levels are. And that that is actually what Health Canada suggests as a side on mitigation is a 90 day test.
1: And that would be much more accurate than the snapshot test you were talking
2: about earlier. Yeah it's like getting your blood pressure taken. Right? You take it once and it's high, but you take it over three or four days, you're not so high because radon fluctuates up and down, up and down. It doesn't stay the same level in any house. It has highs and lows all depending on the air pressures of the home, negative or positive.
0: So Hal, when you do this test for somebody and you recognize there's a problem, are people shocked and surprised because they never thought that they were living in a situation like this?
2: That's exactly what happens, and fear is the first thing because right. it is a health. It is a health issue. They're afraid. How long have I lived in this? How how much have I breathed? Mm-hmm. Did it affect me? And they go see their doctor. Well, their medical doctor can't do a test and say you have lung cancer because you have been breathing radon right gas. Right. They'll say yes, you have tumors in your lungs, and uh, it's probably you've never smoked. You've never been around a smoker. You weren't a firefighter, you weren't working in mines, uh, There's the second probability is that it's radon gas. And that's how it's the number two killer. Because uh, radiologists, and natural cancer doctors, are part of Health Canada and the Alberta Lung Association in raising awareness to the public about radon gas, that they should test their homes. So people are afraid and they think there's nothing they can do, but that's not true.
1: So, well, we'll talk about remedy here in a second. Um, sure. It seeps into your house from below. Is that the best way to describe it? Through through your, the, the concrete, your basement slab?
2: That's correct, yeah. It comes from soils and into the home. And what happens is the home actually has negative air pressure, and I'll try to simplify it. The home draws air into it. And by drawing that air, it draws the air from the soils. And any other soil gases are coming into the property, either through cracks in the floor, cracks in the walls of the concrete, gapping that all basements have around the floor or the floor slab, as it's called, where it meets the foundation, the um, your footing and your wall. There's always a small gap because the basement floor is always poured after the footings. Yeah. and the basement floor shrinks a tiny bit because that's what concrete does when the water leaves it and it dries. Right, That gapping around the outer edge of the basement floor is the major entry point for radon gas into a home. And the house draws the gas in through negative air pressure.
1: So will you have more radon in your basement than perhaps on your main floor or your second floor if it's a two-story or does it eventually go right. everywhere?
2: Quite probably, yes. Your higher concentrations are gonna be in the basement because that's the entry point. As the radon rises through the home, it tacks or sticks onto walls, items, furniture, carpet, clothing, and it'll stay there because uh, it it won't travel as well upwards into the other uh, levels of the home, unless a lot of our new homes don't have doors to the basement. They have beautiful wide staircases. That air travels quite freely, so we find in a lot of the newer, larger homes, the concentrations are not as high as the basement, but are higher in the upstairs than they would be on a conventional home with lots of closed doors. And how much air from the basement is being pushed into the house, that's the, the second factor on the air exchange on the furnace.
1: New homes tend to be a lot more airtight than homes that are perhaps 40 or 50 years old. So if you have a newer home, does it have a greater chance of having radon or is the location of the home um, more of a chance of, of having radon?
2: Both things uh, come to play. But okay. The fact that the new homes are so tightly sealed and so energy efficient, mm-hmm. the radon has very few escape routes and higher concentrations. Are found in newer homes. It's not that the newer home uh, has brings in more uh, radon gas. It just doesn't get out. We call in older homes natural ventilation, meaning loose fitting doors and windows. Right. So the radon escapes to the atmosphere because that's where the uh, the air pressures are changing. Right. And you know you have your air pressure in the home. And the air pressure outside. You know, when you leave a window or a door slightly open and you hear that whistling sound. Yeah. Well, that's the air exchange of the house to the outside. And that's what radon's doing. It's escaping in older homes easier. Mm-hmm. But older homes have a lot more cracks in the foundation, so they get a little more entry too. Yeah. But new homes keep the radon in the home because we keep our air in our home. Uh, because it's conditioned air, and that's how we save our energy bills.
0: Hal, well, yeah. I got to say, I'm dumb when it comes to the exhaust or the ventilation fan of the house. I still don't really know what what the heck that even does. Does that play come into play at all here with uh, with this?
2: You mean like an HRV or a heat recovery ventilation?
0: Yeah, there's a there's a light switch yep. on right. my wall. It's Even just, the
2: exhaust in your bathroom.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's right. got a ventilation fan, and I I still don't really fully understand what that does and if it's a good thing or a bad thing.
2: Right, uh, uh, Say the fan in your bathroom. You're drawing air from the bathroom and expelling it outside. Okay. So you're depressurizing your house when you turn that fan on. You're actually drawing air out of the house. And expelling it outside, so you're creating a suction within the house. Uh, we use, for an example, a uh, a range like a uh, an island with a range with a downdraft um, ventilation. Like instead right. of a hood fan, it has a downdraft. Yep. They are really high high uh, amount of air drawn in that uh, expelling to the outside, so it depressurizes the house, and the house needs more air. It sucks. It finds air it's drawing it up from the soils underneath through the concrete and through those cracks. So radon is higher when fans are on, like down drafts on ranges and bathroom fans. An HRV, you're supposed to be exchanging your air equally. You're putting air out, but you're bringing air in. So you shouldn't change the pressures in the house that a great deal, but that's not a uh, fail safe for radon because you're still bringing air into the house naturally you know, from the negative air pressure of the house. You're diluting it with outside air, but you're not solving the problem. So gotcha. It's kind of like putting a, a paper towel on a cut instead of a, a good bandage or, you know, you're not helping the healing.
1: Okay. So let's say that uh, I suspect my house has radon in it. What do I do next?
2: Uh, you do a test. That's okay. for sure. You okay. call uh, a CNRPP, which stands for Canadian National Radon. Proficiency Program, a wonderful thing. Any listener should write those initials down, look at their website. It's a Canadian national organization backed by Health Canada, and you'll get all lots of uh, advice from them. And uh, have a certified person do the test or uh, order a test kit online, follow the instructions and deploy that test kit. The Alberta Lung Association will help you in any way uh, with that. And they even have test kits in the Edmonton City Libraries right now oh, wow. put out by our organization, and it's called Take Action on Radon. Yeah. And those are, can be taken out just like you would check out a book. You can check out a radon detector.
1: No way. Okay, so do you do a quick test first, I'm assuming, one of those snapshot tests, and if it's positive, then you do a 90-day test? Is that the best way to do that- it?
2: That's what a lot of people do when they give me a call okay. if they haven't tested. Uh-huh. Uh, they'll do a quick test. They see a real high number. Now, yeah. if They see something like 500 BQs, yeah, That's more than twice the Canadian take action level yep. and five times the WHO world health organization take action level. People that see a high number of radon, even on a snapshot will commonly say I want to mitigate it now, meaning I want to fix it now. Right. But if they have a lower rating, they should definitely do a 90 day test to make sure that that low rating isn't a false reading, gotcha. just ha- you know, that it isn't just a low spike in their entry of radon into the home.
1: And once they determine that there is a higher level of radon that's not acceptable, what's the next right. step? How do you mitigate it? Yeah.
2: Call in a CNRPP certified. Very important that the person be certified mm-hmm. uh, mitigation specialist to do a quote on the home. Sometimes we can do it over the telephone, especially if it's a newer home within the last five years that has a radon rough in, as to the Canadian Builder's Code. Or uh, we, I love to pay visits. We visit people. We go into the basement. takes only 15 minutes. I look at the foundation, whatever I can see. If the home's completely finished, that's fine. We go into the mechanical room, take a look at the furnace, the floor, the walls. And uh, on the spot, I custom design a mitigation system, a way to depressurize the uh, soils underneath the slab. Meaning, we will draw air, and uh, they get a quote and uh, and a guarantee from the certified mitigator as to how low we're going to get that radon down to.
1: And and how long does that typically take?
2: Uh. Well, the visit's only fifteen minutes. The installation can take about a day. Oh, Uh, there's many different types, many different types of mitigation. So uh, you know, I don't think we need to go into all of them. No, I'm. I'm, I'll
1: be specific in my question. Sorry, it's a a terrible question. (laughs) How long does it take to get rid of the radon once you install (laughs) the system?
2: Oh, okay. Uh, Two days. Within two days, the levels are going to drop.
1: Wow. Okay. And then, does that system stay in place forever?
2: It does. For for the length of the house? It runs runs 24 seven, 24 hours a day. It only consumes $70 a year. Well, now a little higher with our new energy (laughs) cost. Yes. Maybe 80 or $90 (laughs) per year though, Yeah. per year. Okay. It's a very low voltage fan and it's a plug-in appliance, so it doesn't have to have an electrician or you don't have to pull a permit to do the wiring for the fan. Oh, wow. The fan has a plug-in and we plug it simply into a wall outlet. Okay. Once it's all installed with the fan and the piping.
0: Now here in the Edmonton region, what do you think the percentage of homes would be where we have this problem?
2: That's interesting because we do more work on the south side than the north side. Really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. And a lot along the river and a lot in the southwest, a lot out in St. Albert, a lot out in Shored Park, yet, Northgate, uh, North Edmonton, very little. And I, people always ask me, is it demographic? Is it geographical? And I go, it's partially geographical, but it's also demographical. It's the people. The Mm. people are more aware. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're homeowners. Ah. They're maybe professionals. They're teachers. They're, uh, in the, uh, health industry, They are working maybe even in the petroleum plants because the petroleum plants have education on radon gas as part of their safety programs. And uh, it seems that, oh, and, uh, you know, there's different ethnic groups that know a lot about radon versus other ethnic groups. People from Europe know about radon. They've already been educated over there. Hmm. This is what I find. Wow. So geographical somewhat and demographical as to where the radon concentrations are. Could be in one house high, could be in right next door very low. Wow. it all depends a lot on the construction of the house too, besides the geology below it.
1: Now, what a topic, eh? Ren, did you yeah. ever think you'd be scared to go home? Well, I uh,
0: know <laughs> I'm in the southwest part of the city. Yeah, yeah. You talk about demographic, too. What about financial? In our area, people yeah. are not afraid to spend a ton of money to check their homes, where in mm-hmm. some other areas of the city, they can't afford it.
2: Yeah, you've got it. And that's, yeah. you know, okay. without being discriminatory, that's the, well, that's the north side versus south side is what I see mm-hmm. in this industry. Okay. You know, and I was well, I was raised north of Edmonton, did my schooling in North Edmonton, so I know the north end very, very well. <laughs> All right. And my wife was raised in the north end, so it's not a, it, it's like I'm a south side person. It's just that is where the work is. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, it has to do with finances.
1: too. Gotcha. Well, it's been fascinating. How, how do people get a hold of you if they would like to start with a test?
2: Well, the best way is, of course, to always take a look at our webpage. Uh, it's Radon Gas Removal Systems. Uh, actually, the actual web page is, uh, I think, www.radongasremoval.ca.
1: Okay, and we'll okay. put that into the notes. And,
2: and if they want to call you? 780-962-0436 is our office number. And normally that'll patch right through to me. Wonderful.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, this is useful for me, as, as I said to you on the phone this week, Hal, this is a topic I don't know much about. This is, we, we haven't had a lot of experience with Radon. This is right. kind of new for me as an Edmonton realtor.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, through that CNRPP, you can look up, there's a real estate course, and I can actually uh, probably send the, I can send the link to you if you wanted to forward it to any of your other, uh, you know, associates. And it's, uh, I've, I've, I've already paid for it, so that's not a problem. And you guys can watch it. It's a video course with audio and, uh, it'll give you call it the Coles books, uh, version of radon gas for realtors.
1: Well, that would be great. Wow. (laughs) I, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Hal.
0: Hey, Hal, before we go, we got to ask Brent uh, how people can get a hold of him as well. How can they reach you, Brent?
1: Well, if they'd like to buy a house with or without radon, <laughs> uh, they, they can reach me directly. We're at seven eight zero four four 780-464-0075. One more I'm, time because somebody
0: what? probably didn't have a pen and they wrote it down wrong.
1: 464-0075 is direct to our team. And if they'd like to look on the web, they can find us at macintoshgroup.ca. So there you go. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.
0: I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent Mac-